Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. I want to welcome Zach Luz today. He's an energy healer for entrepreneurs. I'm extremely excited about this interview today because I have never met or spoken to Zach before. And this is curious because I'm almost I'm at my 20th episode and one way or the other, I've always have known a lot about them, I guess. So this is a real test for me. Welcome, Zach. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Tizia. Well, you know, Zach, uh, thank you for being here. Um as I get into this podcasting journey, I've met so many interesting people and actually one of my past guests, Alistair, he talks so highly of you and the work you're doing and how you're helping entrepreneurs heal through energy, how you are helping people shift their realities that I say I had to try to interview him and see if we can all get inspired from, from you and, and the work you're doing. So... With that, obviously, you have taken a road in life that it's a little bit different from a lot of people. And I'd like to, to start with uh, learning about you and your childhood and where you grew up and who you were as a child. Sure. Um, first of all, that's really sweet of Alistair to say. Uh, appreciate the, the compliment coming from him. But my story, yeah, it begins as a kid, um, my mom was totally into all this stuff, all this alternative energy healing and any type of alternative healing modality. That was her thing. The way I describe her is she was kind of uh, walking through the house and she had sage and she'd be, you know, spinning around in circles and clearing out spirits and all that stuff. Wow. And then my... Sorry to interrupt already so easy, so soon, but is that something that came from her family, you think, or just she picked it up in her life somehow? Yeah, I mean, it comes from, I have all kinds of heritage with this kind of thing. Okay. Um, on on her side, she, her grandmother was very, very intuitive. Um, on my father's side, actually, his mom was a medium. So I, I have it coming in from all different areas. But um, yeah, my mom was the one that was really pushing that forward and was really, really into it. My dad, he had... A little bit of that to him, but he was kind of the other side of the spectrum. He was a computer programmer. Wow, so that's when really the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah, so for him, he was pretty much all logic. Um, and then my mom was pretty much all intuition. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with this kind of uh, dynamic going on between the two of them, where it's like, you know, I'm half of each of them. So then I kind of learned the merits of, of both sides and then kind of integrated both of them. At first, I basically turned away from all this energy healing stuff. I rejected it because it didn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I basically went straight into business. So I started a bunch of started a bunch of companies and did that for a while. And then um, 
at a certain point, um, I just kind of hit my head on the ceiling and I realized I couldn't go any further unless I did, you know, more in inner work and more personal development and that kind of thing. And then I went really far down that path and then eventually ended up finding uh, energy healing as one of the things that would actually like move me forward. Interesting. And so you weren't that curious when you were growing up. And as you say, you rejected it. Was there anything in particular you were more attracted to growing up, like sports or anything else that uh, excited you? Yeah, I mean, I played soccer at a pretty high level. Um, I traveled into Brazil and uh, Spain, and I traveled all over the country and, and played at a pretty competitive level. You know, one of the things that happened to me It was a really formative experience around that was it was the year before everybody gets scholarship offers and I was already getting scholarship offers. Hmm. Um, Wow. So I I had spent my whole life preparing to become this uh, athlete and, you know, get a scholarship so I could go into college. And then I ended up getting injured. Um, As soon as I came back from Brazil, I had been training with professional teams and I was playing some of the best soccer I've ever played in my life and then all of a sudden I got injured and then I missed a whole year uh, like right then and then I got all my scholarship offers revoked and you know that was kind of the end of that that identity Mm. Uh, after after that I was you know I kind of missed a lot of main uh, big opportunities and I could have worked my way back up but I just kind of started listening to life and that's when I turned to to business it was kind of that, that was the end of that old identity and the start of something new. I, and I understand from your webpage and a little research that I've done that you actually uh, founded a pretty successful company, correct? That's or, correct. Or a few, I don't know if there's a few, but tell us a little bit about that. So you go into business, you found your own company. Yeah. So basically it all started when I saw my parents and I just wanted to have more more time and space in my life to do family things. When I saw my dad; he would work work his butt off, and he made great money. And you know, he definitely took care of us, always provided for us, and all that stuff. But you know, a lot of the times he would have to work really, really late, and then I could just see that it, it was it was tough. And I wanted to spend more time with him, so I kind of said, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to own a business so then I can basically set my own schedule and and do that kind of thing. So naturally, as the soccer thing kind of died off, then I I got very, very into business. I was always coming up with ideas left and right. Um, I started meeting all kinds of mentors to have them uh, basically give me the, the, the lessons and basically see if I could shortcut my way up to the top. And basically learn from all of their mistakes and then take everything that they said to do and then implement it and then have a really successful business. Try to bunch different businesses. The vast majority failed or just kind of fizzled out. And um, one turned out to be pretty successful. And uh, that was a sunglasses company. Okay. No, congratulations. That's always inspiring in itself uh, when you hear, because I know so many people, um, myself included, um, that have launched a few um, new ventures. You always like to hear when someone else made it. So, so that's great. And uh, in that interaction, we're doing the business thing. Uh, were you happy? Or I assume at some point something happened that made you really uh, reframe your life. Definitely. Um, 
So first of all, I can't take too much credit for that. While while I did start the company, you know, my partners, they've carried on the business for years. Uh, I'm still a silent owner, so um, I do get to benefit from that. And yes, it is definitely a successful company. But uh, before we go any further, I just need to acknowledge and give credit where credit's due because mm-hmm. without without them, there would be no business. And that well, makes you a great partner. You know that not too many people are so noble that <laughs> they would take the credit. So that's that's good. Yeah, so what ha- one of the formative events there was uh, I was kind of working in the business, but then I could feel this tug in, in my heart that just, I knew that it wasn't right for me. I, the direction that where it was going, and we had spent a couple of years working on it, and it was really, really fun. It was exciting. You know, we were traveling a bunch, and then we were going to, you know, the Sundance Film Festival, and then we were going to fashion shows, and we we're doing everything that we could to try to get in with the right people so that, you know, we could have celebrities endorsing our product. And then, you know, maybe that would be the thing that tipped the scales. And it was really exciting at first, but then it started to, to grind on me. And I had this moment where I imagined myself 10 years down the road and I asked myself, what, are, what do I want to be? And one path was, you know, building a, the sunglasses company and another path was going off and just kind of following, following my truth. And I really didn't like the idea of continuing to go back to Vegas and trying to convince people that our sunglasses were amazing. While the experiences that I got to have were really fulfilling. I mean, we got to fly to New York and go pitch the magazines in person. And we got to have all kinds of amazing experiences. It just kind of got to this point where I knew something had to change. So I, I didn't I couldn't really figure out why I felt unhappy. So then I started, I used this thing called the happiness report and it would text me at all at random times during the day and ask me, Zach, how happy are you? What are you doing? Um, Who are you hanging out with? So I ran that for a couple months and then I got the data back and then I found out the day that I was most happy was Wednesday. Um, It wasn't on the weekend, which was surprising to me Mm. on Wednesdays. That's when I met with all of our employees and I would just talk to them about their life. And basically, without realizing it, I was starting to coach them and basically be a life coach. So I'd say, you know, where do you want to go after this? You know, how, how can we use uh, this, our company to help get you there? You know, how's everything, how's everything else in your life going? And I just would connect with them. And before I, real, I realized that I was uh, coaching everyone. Hmm. So then I had the idea, well, what if I turn Wednesday into every day, then I'll probably be pretty happy. Hmm. So then I felt that truth and then I had to, and then I had to honor it. I had to basically follow my intuition and it was extremely painful. It was the, one of the hardest things was I felt like I was letting my, my business partners down. Um, especially when, you know, I mean, they had been my, my brothers, they had been with me through everything. And, um, yeah, it was, it was very, very hard. So it was a very emotional goodbye for everyone. Um, but I knew that that was w- what was true for me and uh, what I needed to do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very glad that, that I did make that decision as, as difficult as it was. That's uh, very admirable. And all the stories that I've heard through my podcast and other podcasts, and also for my own personal experience, you know, sometimes we made uh, radical decisions when we are forced to. And people, you know, I was brave when I was, for- but I was kind of forced to in a way. 
in my own life experience, but I admire so much when I hear people like you, where you have, you know, everything is going great. You have a successful business. It's just that feeling within yourself that is prompting you to take a different direction and to be brave enough to follow it without no one really, or nothing pushing you to do it. It's uh, I think it's uh, the highest of credits. So uh, that, that already it's uh, quite powerful. And I imagine, so you had to part with everything, you know, that you have been involved, part of the company you created, your friends. And I imagine the first few steps were not easy into how do, how am I going to do this? Because this is where people I think struggle with It's they know some form or they have an idea of some form of what they want to do. They just don't know how to get going. Uh, and uh, you, well, you've, founder or created your own coaching method, which I definitely want to get into because I'm sure uh, some of the listeners uh, will be prompted to say, hey, Zach, I want help. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how was the next step? Uh, the first day after you no longer go to the company you created? Okay, so what was the, the next step after that? Uh, I mean, basically, I started traveling because that was one of the things that was the most important to me was being able to travel everywhere that I could because I noticed that you know as I had traveled as a younger younger kid for soccer and I started learning all kinds of different things and I saw different cultures I met different people and it broadened my perspective and uh, that has become something that's extremely important to me so as soon as I left I started traveling a bunch I, I just wanted to see things I took a girlfriend on a trip around the world which I was I was lucky enough to get uh, tickets that were only $750 to go from San Diego to New York, to Milan, to Prague, to Paris, to Tokyo, and then oh back God. around to San Diego. So there was like this one, I had 45 minutes to decide whether or not to, to buy those tickets oh. and uh, ended up buying them. And it was, ex they were extremely cheap. So we went on this amazing adventure and then, Not long after that, our, our relationship ended up not working out. So um, at that point, you know, I kind of I sustained like a little bit of a high as I left the company. So I'm like, oh, I'm traveling and everything like this. But then after I got back, it was very sobering when, you know, I, I moved out of my, my old apartment with my girlfriend that was, you know, two blocks away from the beach. That relationship was over. Um, and so now I was homeless and I was bouncing around from one friend's couch to the next friend's couch. And it was a very, very quick turn of events. And the company, although it was showing promise, it was not successful at that time. Um, at that time, we were starting to get real swings of momentum and things were starting to look like they were happening. But as anyone who's actually started a business knows, even when you start making a bunch of revenue in the business, there's a lot of bills that you have to pay. Mm -hmm. And th there's a long time between when you start making money in the business versus when anything actually shows up in your pocket. Yep. Yeah, I can relate to that one. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's basically what I did was sustain the high for a little bit start traveling and then have the relationship fall apart. And then it was just an exercise in starting to follow my intuition and uh, see where that led me. 
Wow, following your intuition. Well, your intuition has taken you great places because I have been very uh, impressed with your webpage and uh, how your your proposal, or I wouldn't even know if to call it proposal, your proposition in how you're helping people because, well, you know, I'm, I'm CEO of my company and I get a lot of emails about life coaches or coaching or, you know, mastermind groups and they all sign, sound quite the same. But I have to say that I went into your webpage and, and definitely it uh, your whole approach to coaching is very, very different. So I'm intrigued myself about learning more about it and, and the kind of work you do in and how you help people. How, how are you happy these days? I mean, if you took the happiness report today, would it be, would it be something that you're satisfied about? Yeah, I mean, I would say now it's, it's less high highs and low lows. That was one thing that I noticed big time in the entrepreneurial journey was we would have these moments where we would have some victory happen and then we were riding high and then something would go wrong like we had sunglasses in transit we had like 2,000 pairs that were uh, sailing across the pacific ocean and then we break one pair then we break another pair we're like oh no we have 2,000 faulty pairs coming mm. and then instantly we were in the pits in the depths of despair i'd say what i've learned as a result of going through all that now it's like a more of a contentedness. It's more even. It doesn't feel as volatile uh, day by day. You know, there are things that make me happy. There are things that bum me out. But overall, it feels so much more steady and sturdy than it ever did before, which from that place of neutrality is actually, from in my opinion, a lot more empowered of a state of well-being than, you know, having to chase um, highs and trying to run away from lows. It's like when you are stronger, doesn't matter what comes to you. You just feel when you're stronger and you can deal with whatever, it, it feels it, it feels fine. It's just like everything's everything's just even keel, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, I think uh I've I've been getting a little bit into mindfulness and so I think, you know, some of the practices that they do or that we do there, it's uh kind of geared towards that same concept of trying to embrace uh, the feeling like that steady feeling that gives you a safe place within yourself. And uh, in a sense, that's when I had the urge to do this podcast and my friends called me a little bit like I was crazy or insane and <laughs> why on earth do I have to do a podcast? I, I kind of felt the same way in a way that you that what you're describing is that in some of my conversations with my friends, uh, after we were done, they call me later and say, listen, I am doing this thing that, that they would be wanting to do forever. And they never got, you know, the courage or something just because of we had an inspirational conversation about it. So uh, that idea of how can I help people tap into that energy that they have and that's why I kind of love when you say energy healer, because I think the energy is there. It's just sometimes we don't know how to uh, repair it or how to get to it. I mean, you are the expert. So talk to us a little bit about that, that energy healer process that you undertake with your with the people you work with. Yeah, uh, definitely. So basically what I do with people now is I'll, I basically can just read them. And I can see what's going on for them. Um, 
the majority of the time, the thing that I work on are beliefs because beliefs, what they are, are they're actual things that recreate themselves in our space. So a good example of this is, um, you know, when you have someone that just has, when they're determined to feel sad Mm -hmm. and no matter what you say, no matter what you point out, when you say, you know, the sun is shining, you know, everybody's happy, uh, the weather is beautiful, you know, um, we live in a in an amazing place, we're in an amazing time, you know, we get into a car and it's like we have a, a rocket ship that we can basically drive anywhere and we're pointing out all these amazing things about life. They just can't hear it and they're just determined to, to, to stay in a, a, a sad place. Now, the, the reason for that, a lot of times what we try to do is we try to strong arm that and we just say, no, you need more motivation. You need, you know, more confidence. You need to fix something that's wrong. Now, what happens is 95% of the thoughts that we have are subconscious. Only 5% is our conscious mind. So when we get into this fight with, with our conscious mind getting into a fight with our subconscious, guess who wins? Hmm. So what so what happens are when we change our beliefs, um, basically our beliefs, they recreate themselves and then we have a much, much different experience. If you've ever gone through a, you know, a traumatic event or, or something like that where you have some, something fundamentally change inside of you, a belief about the world or about yourself changes, you just see everything differently and you don't need more motivation, you don't need more willpower. It's like uh, a lot of times people have this when someone close to them uh, passes away. Mm-hmm. It gets them to step back from their life and then they go, whoa, what actually matters? And they can use that as a beneficial experience where they, you know, uh, as sad as those things can be, they, can, they use it and they transform their entire lives, their entire perspective changes, and they don't, they don't need more motivation or confidence. They just see the world differently. So that's basically what I work on is clearing away those beliefs and installing installing new ones. It works just like a computer program, and then you just have a different experience happen to you. And um, yeah, it's it's much more than motivation. It's much more than um, conversation, um, and really, really miraculous things happen on a regular basis. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I, I I read a lot a lot of uh, people that. Uh, praise you of, of what you've helped them achieve uh, on, on your webpage. And that's usually the best referral you get is when someone else says, you know, you, you were such a, a powerful uh, change agent in their lives. And uh, one of the things that, that really caught with me is like that um, something you, you mentioned or, you know, that it's on your webpage where you say reclaiming your power without making anyone else wrong. I think that's such a powerful statement because sometimes no matter if you're at work or you are uh, in your personal, you know, life day to day, you feel like sometimes when you want to express yourself or you're passionate about something, someone else is going to feel that you're attacking them. And then we get into these power struggles all the time. And I think that sometimes is what prevents people from wanting more or going for what they want. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really tough to um, get in a fight with yourself and and make yourself wrong about something and then win. I mean, when you get in a fight with yourself, who wins? So, 
anytime. So, I mean, I, what I used to do with people is I started off doing life coaching and business coaching and I would talk to clients and then, um, you know, I figured, oh, since I have this company that's, you know, starting to take off, you know, maybe I, I have all the answers. So they would say, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? I had the company and then I had the the beautiful girlfriend and the house like right next to the beach. And I say, oh, this is what you do. You just do this, this and this. And then they would go and, and either they would try to do it or I would tell them and then they would run off and then they wouldn't actually do it. And I would say, well, what's what's going on here? You know, I just gave you gold. Why are you not executing on this? Why are you not getting it done? I don't understand. And the the reason was because there was all this the, these other things that were underneath the surface that that they didn't realize that they had. I didn't realize that I had, and then we had all these conflicting thoughts about how we need to be. What I first did was I just tried to add more motivation, add more force, and get people to con- to commit to themselves even stronger, to get them to push themselves to an even harder spot than they've ever pushed before. But the thing is, when you when you're doing that with only 5% of your brain and you got the other 95% of your brain working in the opposite direction, it's a totally uphill battle. The way that I, I like working with people is getting their subconscious and their conscious brain working together in alignment for what they want. And the only way to do that is to go into what are these you know, subconscious programs that are, that are governing, governing their experience that they don't even realize are happening. And... Um, as soon as you get that stuff straightened out, it's it's just easy. Well, it's uh, very intriguing. You know, I, I, obviously this is a little bit different, but uh, I come from a Sicilian family and uh, went very, very old fashioned. And when I moved to the States, I remember besides the culture shock, but there's so many, as you say, so, so much uh, predetermined um, values that I had in me. That uh, I even as I woke up to realize for myself, like, wow, that's kind of uh, strange that I believe in this because why do I believe in this? Oh, my mom and dad actually told me that. And I started writing a book that I haven't finished, by the way, but it's my life project uh, called The Sicilian Brainwash. And I say, I think I (laughs) I felt that my parents somehow brainwashed me in a good way. And for many things I'm thankful for, but at the same time, having, you know, move away from home and not having them that close, uh, bit by bit, I've, I've been removing organically without, you know, on my own. But I feel sometimes that, that yeah, that we all have that kind of brainwash somewhere and uh, it's it's a continuous struggle. So I think it's definitely a value, valued point that a lot of who we are, it's in our subconscious and it determines where we're going. So in terms of what you like to do today, like what, how do you stay connected to your to yourself? I mean, I, obviously you're someone that's very, as you say, intuitive and, and way more probably evolved than me and, and a lot of the, my listeners in terms of what makes us happy. But if you have an hour to spare, what, what are you doing during that hour? Uh, I appreciate the compliment, but I would definitely not say I'm more evolved than anyone. I'd say we're, we're all, we're all evolved to the same level. There's just, sometimes there's different awarenesses that can come from being in in, in different spaces. I mean, at, at this point, the thing that I'm most interested in and most fascinated by is by my intuition. 
So whenever I have, yeah, I mean, if I have spare time, it feels like I have a lot of spare time uh, nowadays. But basically what I like doing is paying attention to my intuition. One of the best things that I think ever happened to me was I got connected with my higher self. And I started peeling off one layer by one layer by one layer until I could hear the, the guidance that had always been inside, I could hear it a lot clearer. And then starting to act on that, you know, really cool things have happened. Um, so that, that's what I'm most interested in, is listening for the little signs. You know, my dad used to call them uh, the little whispers of life. He said, Zach, you know, when you want the truth, life will, it whispers to you. It doesn't come in as this big, booming, loud voice. It's just this little whisper. And if you're listening and if you're paying attention, then you can hear it. And then it'll lead you down the path of whatever it is that you need to do. Now, now I kind of have this different relationship with uh, my higher self where I, I don't necessarily feel the need to control very much. Um, I'm just kind of open being and uh, listening to what's what's coming into my what's coming into my my field and then things just show up and then instantly I can kind of check in with my intuition as if uh, attuned my sensitivities a little bit more. And then the answers are very, very obvious. You know, do I go on this podcast or not? I mean, as soon as, as soon as um, I got the introduction and Alistair was saying that might be a good idea, instantly I scanned you and then I could tell that you were really kind and that what you're doing, you care, a, you care a lot about it, and there's a a lot of purity to what you're doing. So it was very oh, simple. Thank you. I, I mean, I didn't even need to go and listen to to episodes to know that it was going to be beneficial for both of us to speak. Um, I just knew right at the outset. I mean, I did go and and listen to some of your your interviews and to confirm uh, everything. Uh, I mean, they've been great, but. That's that's what I'm talking about is being tuned into my intuition and just listening for the signs uh, everywhere and then and then going through the lessons to reach higher and higher levels. Well, that, that's, you know, to me, that's uh, wisdom right there that you're sharing uh, with me and in this podcast. So for that, I thank you. And uh, you have a podcast. So obviously, besides all the information about your coaching the Shungite, right? Yeah. Shungite yep. coaching that uh, will be in the notes for the show. And people, uh, I invite you to check it out because there's a wealth of information and just uh, uh, very valuable to, to check out. Zach is also the host of uh, a podcast called Guided. And uh, what what's, uh, what I, I personally went and also listened, so I congratulate you. It's a great podcast. Um, is there anything in particular that's your mission with it or you just want to put it out? Like for me, it's, I just want to put this out to the world and, and have anybody that is in need of listening to this will find it. Uh, do you have any motivation in particular? For yes, yours? I definitely do. Um, so it's my goal with the podcast. So the podcast is called Guided and it's basically a podcast all about following your intuition no matter where it guides you. And my goal for it is I want to help people basically awaken and uh, get connected with their higher selves in the same way, uh, in the the same way that I've been fortunate enough to get connected. Because from that place, life gets so much better without you having to do anything different on a physical level. 
you know, you just know where you need to go. You know what you need to do. You can feel the truth in things. You can feel which things to gravitate towards, which things to stay away from. Um, and, and you just feel this, this different connection. Um, so to share a quick story on that, I remember one day I was driving in the car and I was thinking all about life. And I was thinking about like how things work out and how things don't work out. Like I remember this time that uh, I ended up at a soccer game years, years later after that whole soccer dream had died. I, I was in Italy and then I was watching uh, a professional soccer game. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, if things would have worked out, then this is, this is how far I could have gotten. And then I remember feeling into the frequencies of everything around there. And it was so negative. It was so competitive. It was violent energy. There was this like this thing that I had looked up to as a kid and I thought was like the most beautiful thing ever. I, you know, I could see, I could see the, the dark side uh, of it. I could see how as soon as any one of those athletes got injured, their career was done. I could see how there was all this like, um, there's like the hooligan energy, you know, where people like riot if their team doesn't win or if their team does win, I could feel that palpably. And I remember this one moment where, uh, the ref, he blew, blew the whistle and there was a foul. And I mean, I, I know what I'm talking about. I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's definitely a foul. But just because it was against the home team, I heard this, I saw this father, like this grown man, he just starts screaming and cussing in Italian at the, the referee. And then his little boy, who's maybe 10, 11 years old, he, I see him look up at his dad and then he starts cussing and every and screaming and everything too. And I could see him see in that moment, he was just like downloading that, 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 uh, fierceness and that, um, yeah, just that energy that I, I, I was, I didn't want a part of anymore. And I remember in that moment, I thought to myself, wow, I'm so glad that things didn't work out for me as a soccer player. I'm so glad that that got cut short and I ended up where I am now. So I was, I had that daydream come in while I was driving my car through Northern California one day. And, and it was just so clear to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Like everything that we think that happens to us that's wrong that that is a punishment that is something that has screwed us over it's simply a it's it's a gift that we can't fully perceive yet and i'm like winding through these you know wine country roads and i see the vineyards and it's like at sunset so there's this golden light just you know dancing over the grapes and I'm just feeling so emotional in this moment because it was this moment of clarity where I, I got it. I understood the lesson and it, it felt really emotional to me. And then I just drive the car. I get to where I was going. I park and I'm like, wow, I think I get it. And then I look up right in front of me and on the license plate in front of me, it's one of those custom license plates. And it says, I, and then it has the symbol of a heart. And then it says, Zach, Z-A-C-H. Oh my God, no way. Yeah. And so then my, my, in that moment, I just knew, like, I felt carried, I felt cradled, I felt connected to all that is. And I was, it was just so beautiful. And I've had so many moments like that since I've gotten 
more connected with my higher self and gotten more attuned. And so that's what the, the podcast is about. It's about through, you know, moments that I've gone through or other listeners have gone through where we've, we've, we've felt that connection before for other people where their intuition is starting to awaken and they're starting to get more connected to their higher self. It's a place where they can come and then they can hear these stories. Now, in the, the very first episode, I talk about how I didn't want to start a podcast at all, but in a session with a psychic, the psychic said, that's fine. You don't have to start a podcast, but if you do, you're going to thoroughly enjoy it and it's going to get really successful. So then I was like, well, you got me there. So let me just try it. And now, you know, 20 something episodes in, it's, it's this thing that I actually really enjoy. And more than doing the podcast, the lens that I've taken on the world where I'm constantly looking and available for those kinds of, um, those kinds of signs to show up for me. And, you know, that story was just a drop in the bucket. I basically start each episode with something like that that happens to me on a regular basis. Now, sometimes they're not as dramatic, but there are like all these little miracles that happen on a daily basis for for me and my listeners. And then we just share those at the beginning of every episode before we go into whatever topic it is. So the the core goal is for other people to awaken to that kind of lifestyle. Because when you are in that space, you know, everything is beautiful, regardless of where whether your business is you know, multi-millions or just starting out, when you feel this connection to to all that is and you, you feel yourself immersed in this and you feel like you're not alone and you feel like your higher self is giving you all these clues and you feel like you're on this exciting t- investigative team to find out, you know, what is the truth of, of, of the deepest truth of yourself. Um, life is just, it's so invigorating. So I want that for for everyone. And I want to give them a path from, you know, me being pretty left brained and business and athlete and analytically focused to now I've developed a a much healthier respect for my intuitive and emotional side. Yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, I don't even have the words. I'm already, you know, inspired by, by all you're doing, by your podcast, by your stories. Definitely, I would say um, that that story wasn't necessarily a whisper. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it was a big yeah. scream. Yeah, <laughs> if I was there, that, so that was a scream. And um, I totally agree. It's so important for me. What I visualize uh, since I was very young, always is like I'm, I'm a radio, like, you know, the AM radio that you really had to struggle to find the signal. But when you found it, it was so loud and so clear. And sometimes I feel like that's my life. It gets a lot of noise at times, but then I always try to find a way to tune in into that radio and, and hear that whisper in your words, but uh, the signal that takes me back to to where I want to be and what makes me feel good and what makes me tick. So I want to ask you the last question, although with everything you share, I'm perfectly fine with saying, I just share a lot of what makes me tick. That That's it. Is there anything else that makes you tick, that makes you be happy that you're alive and that you say life is good? That's pretty much it. That, that makes me extremely happy and keeps me very fulfilled. Um, I would like to, yeah, I would definitely, I mean, I guess it's more of the same. It's just finding new ways of, 
being able to help people uh, awaken. And I mean, I love that metaphor that you gave of the, the AM radio where, you know, you've got the, the static that's in the way, but as soon as you clear out that static, it comes in loud and clear and then you know exactly what to do. Um, that's, that's what I'm trying to do, whether it's uh, trying to amplify the, the sound that people can hear, that voice that's inside so they can hear it even more through things like the podcast or through my one-on-one work where I basically help you clear away that static so that there's not so much stuff in the way of the thing that's always been there. Those are, those are the things that make me the most fulfilled and um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because by listening to you, and I'm not an expert at this, but you know, when I do an interview and uh, get into towards the end of the interview, that's how I always ask at the end. And I know some people, I know they they just haven't told me yet what makes you tick, but the way you talk and and, and the level of awareness that you have and all you share, I know that the that uh, you're doing what you're meant to do. And I thank you for um, helping people and helping us, the ones that listen to your podcast, the ones that uh, uh, look for more ways to get in touch with oneself. Uh, People like you are the ones that make it possible. So thank you so much, Zach, for uh, having said yes to this podcast. You're so welcome. No, And I'll be sharing all the information about you on the notes. And please, uh, if you're listening, check out... uh, uh, guided the podcast and uh, and and Zach Luce. Thank you so much for being. You're so here. welcome. Thank you. And until the next time. <laughs> <laughs>